Hallelujah. Somebody say, I'm glad I'm in church this morning. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You can turn with me to 2 Thessalonians real quick. I don't want to read a verse. You know, I, I was, we were praying here Thursday night, and the Lord spoke to my heart. And you know, before I get into the message, my wife got up the, the, the morning after, and she started telling me that she had a dream about the virgins in Matthew 25. And she was serious, bro. She's back there, and she was, she was, she could see the Spirit of God was moving on her. And the message is right, because God is trying to confirm to us He's coming. And it ain't, it ain't centuries off, Blackie. It's, it's, it's close. Uh, the main prophecy of, of the end times is was there was going to be a great falling away. Paul talked about it. Let me turn there before I, I go ahead with what I want to share this morning. Chapter 2, verse 3 of 2 Thessalonians. I'm using the New King James, okay? So if it sounds a little different, that's why. <laughs> and you know what? We're in the end times. We're in the times of coming of Christ, okay? We're living in the times where, 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 where the world is, you know, the scripture that kept coming to my mind was that it, because iniquity is going to abound, the love of many is going to grow cold. And today we see more hate and more violence and more division and more destruction than any time in history. Jesus talked about the prophecies, and you can go ahead if you ever read to Matthew 24, Luke 21. These chapters talk about the coming of Christ. They talk about the signs that would be evident before he'd come back. Brothers and sisters, I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm, I, this is almost like reading a newspaper, a modern newspaper today, because destruction and, and disease and, and famine and everything that's happening that Jesus talked about has intensified tremendously. We got people getting in a, in a, into, uh, uh, on TV, politicians, religious leaders, and they say, we got an answer. But no answer comes. Come on, somebody. We, got, we, we can tell you what needs to be done, but nobody does it. Nothing's getting healed. No, there's no peace. There's no, you know, there's no sovereignty. There's no trust. There's no, you know, have you ever got to the place you've gotten to the place where you don't feel much trust in society today? It's getting so bad, I can't even put the television anymore. It's so horrible. I got angry this morning. I had to turn it off. The hypocrisy. The deception. <laughs> Y'all watch the same channel I watch? <laughs> it's so bad. It's unreal. Blatant lies. I mean, blatant corruption. It's so obvious. I mean, at one time, you could somehow trust a little bit in our government and religious leaders. But now you can't even trust them anymore. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll tell you something, they're lying right out of the next side of their mouth. I think there's a, a purpose for that. God's not in it. Let me tell you something. God is not in lies. God is not in corruption governments. God is not in fake preachers and false teachers. But there's a society that gets close, further away from God. This is going to come in. Jesus said in the last days, perilous times shall come. Men shall be lovers of their own selves. They will be boastful. My God, proud, blasphemers, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truth breakers, incontinent, false accusers. And the bad part is that they'll have a form of godliness. They'll go to church. They'll look like Christians or they'll look like religious people. But they'll deny the power thereof. 
from such turn away. Let me tell you something. Any preacher that doesn't preach the Holy Ghost, turn him off. My Lord, come on, somebody. Anybody that doesn't acknowledge the power of God, the power of the Holy Ghost, turn him off. Because he doesn't have anything to, the only thing he's going to tell you is what he thinks. My studies show me, no, I don't care about your study. Let's talk about the power of God. If your studies are backed up with the Word of God, if your studies are backed up with the Bible, if the Holy Spirit's in it, let's talk. But many churches don't even invite the Holy Spirit in. They've got programs set for months at a time. A preacher knows what he's going to preach months before he preaches because he plans it. My Lord. Sometimes I don't know a day before. <laughs> but I've been hearing from God that way lately because he's, I know he's trying to teach us something. All right. Uh, I, I'm, I'm getting a voices from the Lord. I'm hearing it. Sometimes it pops out of the blue. Just, I mean, just something out of the blue. I say, God, what you want me to do? And, he, and the other day I was going to cut my hair. I walked up to the ladies. House or cuts my hair. The Holy Spirit spoke to me. <laughs> I said, I went practice on her. <laughs> That's a bad place because she might have got angry. <laughs> might have a couple of bald spots. <laughs> More than the one I got. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> but anyway, oh, what, what I, I told you all, Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 3. <laughs> okay. Thessalonians. Thessalonians. Uh, verse 3, chapter 2. Let no one deceive you by any means. That sounds like a stout warning. huh? But that's talking about the times. Paul is prophesying about the, the end times, the time that Christ is come, fixing to come back. The first warning, even Jesus said it when he matches went for The first thing he said, what is thy sign of thy coming in the end of the world? He said, number one, take heed that no man deceive you. That was the very first warning that Jesus gave out of Matthew 24. And then Paul comes back over here and he says the same thing. Listen, I'm going to tell you what. We look, we look at society and we say, well, we got a corrupt government. We better watch out. The number one thing we got to watch is a corrupt church. You know why we got a corrupt government? Because we got a corrupt church. You know why we got pre, uh, uh, people in, in, in government positions that don't know God? Because the church, most of them don't know God. The preachers are preaching philosophy and psychology. And they've left off the Holy Ghost. They left off living right. They left off turning from sin. They don't preach hell anymore. They won't even mention the rapture. When's the last time you heard a preacher mention the rapture? The coming of Christ? But the, it, it lines up exactly what Jesus said in the last days. And he said, he said it would be like in the days of Noah. They were building, marrying, giving in marriage until the day that Noah, they were living their lives, Blackie. The church people go to church, they just live their lives. They go to church, they go home, they spend time, and then they build, and they marry, and they're doing everything else the world is doing. But nobody's talking about the coming of the Lord. Nobody's talking about sin. Nobody's mentioning the Holy Ghost. I feel like preaching this. You better watch. <laughs> nobody's bringing out the issues that are dealing with the heart. Where the power of God is not welcome in the, in the church anymore. The spirit of God is not welcome. We won't even mention sin in some churches. I don't know about you. How many have been reading the Bible a while? My Bible talks about sin from Genesis to Revelation. And every time God has to deal with man, he deals with the heart. Somebody's not preaching the gospel. Amen? So we're not hearing it no more. But he says, let no man deceive you by any means. But the day will not come unless there what? Be a great falling away. My Lord. 
This is the time before the Antichrist reveals himself. I was in here this Thursday night. And the Lord showed me, son, we're in the falling away season. My Lord. We're in that season, Blackie, Ray, Yvette, um, all of us. We're in that season where the, the, the falling away is starting. I see less people wanting to come to church or pray or read their Bible. I mean, we're not caught up in, in what's fixing to happen. There's a great falling asleep. They're sleeping and slumbering, the Bible says. There's coming a time when we better wake up, praise God. This, it, we're at the door. Jesus is fixing to knock. He's fixing to open. There's a, and, and, and we're in that season before the coming of Christ. You can see today the anti-crisis system's already being set up. They're trying to get rid of cash. They're trying to get that little chip in everybody. Praise God. They're doing all that stuff. It's there. People say, well, I don't believe that's the mark. Believe what you want. That little chip that they can put in you can measure your, your medical history. can measure your financial history. It can, it can measure your whole life and just that little bitty old thing. So you go to, that, go to the store and they can take money right out of your account. Just wave your hand right over that, that, right over that scanner. You can pay your bills now. I mean, uh, uh, just, I mean, anything. Now the big issue is health care. What do you think that's about? That's about getting everybody set up for the mark because everybody's going to use that little chip when they got to go to the doctor and buy medicine. And, and they'll rave in it. they say, well, you, you're a diabetic. Well, you, you, got, you, you got a family. They don't know everything about you. See, that's not about affordable health care. That's about getting you ready for the system. Now, people say, oh, you're imagining that. Well, leave me alone. I, I mean, when I read the Bible and I say you can't buy or sell unless you have the mark. Come on. Nothing's going to be operated outside of that mark. Just putting 666 on your hand is not going to be enough. Anybody can put that on your hand, seriously. But it's going to be something functioning in our government. You know the main computer, and I heard that years ago? The main computer that runs all the computers is called the beast. Do you realize? <laughs> I said it can die. It, it has. That's why the NSA and all that the organization for the government is so important. That's why they want to keep it going because they want to know everything. They want to f- listen to you. They want to know where you go, uh, what store you sh- Me and Janice went to uh, Sam's one day. And listen, I got a paper in the middle. They knew everything I bought. They, they gave me the list of everything I bought. They knew what was in my house, what I was eating. What, what I, <laughs> they knew everything about what I was buying. One man attended a pro-life rally. And the government contacted him. What were you doing over there? I was standing up for the unborn. They knew he had went there. They're following you. I'm going to tell you what. You ain't seen nothing yet. I'm going to, I'm going to do like John in the book. Come quickly, Lord Jesus. <laughs> come quickly. And he says this thing. No, he doesn't no man deceive you by any means. For the day will come unless there be a great falling away. First. And the man of sin, who's that? The Antichrist, is revealed. The son of petition. He is the chief child of the devil. Because he's coming to set up his government. He's going to come, establish a covenant with Israel for seven years. And after the seven years, well, midway and the halfway point, he's going to break that covenant with Israel. Then you're going to see what, the Lord was talking about. 
He's going to cause havoc in this world. He's going to murder Christians and murder Jews. And see, the true church is going to be out of here before that. I believe that. I'm, I'm a pre-tripper. Uh, pre I believe he's, because God, the Bible says God has not appointed us unto wrath. So if you're born again, you, the Bible in the book of Revelation says you need to strengthen those things that remain. Return back onto your first love. So if you got some faith, you, need to, you better strengthen it. You've got to walk with God. You better make sure it's right. Don't be half in the church and half in the world. You know why? That's what the kind of people the devil likes. Right. Because he wants you lukewarm. Like I, I preached it the other day. How many Christians are getting lukewarm? They're getting careless with their faith. They're starting to allow things into their life they would have never allowed at one time. Come on, somebody. <laughs> I want to turn to 1 Timothy chapter 4, right there, next door. <laughs> you got to understand that Paul is writing, especially when he deals with Timothy and Titus. These are young pastors, right? And this is a church that's been established. And he's giving these little pastors, these pastors, a word from the Lord. Now, I'll be honest with you. Y'all could say I'm wrong. I don't, see, I don't see the correction to the preachers no more. I don't see there's nobody there. At one time over here, I like the older men have gone, you know, but there were older men that knew the Bible, okay? There were older men that could instruct you, you know, and, and they could tell you, Lenny or whoever, that's what the, the word says. Now, the church is coming in, coming up, and I'm not against, seriously. They got some great young preachers, like my brother from Bull Bridge over there. I like that brother. I mean, man of God, young in the Lord, got wisdom beyond his years. I love him. I think he's a, I think God's going to use him mightily. Amen. But we got to the point where we started, you know, if you ever read the history of the judges in the Bible, uh, Solomon's son, Rehoboam, had to make a decision. And Rehoboam, Solomon had taxed the people crazy. And what was happening, the people wanted, when Rehoboam, Solomon's son, came into power, the older men said, listen, you need to take the burden off these people. Amen. And the young men said, his friends said, well, you need to increase their burden. Take more taxes from them. And he listened to the young men before he listened to the wise ones. And what happened is that he lost at least 10 of the, uh, the tribes of Israel. The people said, I ain't going to take this anymore. He, listen, he, they, 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 they went and followed a more wicked king than him in Jeroboam, Solomon's servant. But anyway, I don't want to get into that. But listen to how the, the principle was that the old men gave him a start counsel. But he rejected it. And it cost him, okay? And today... We don't have that no more. I mean, I'm saying is that someone, a lot of, a lot of like myself, I got Brother Blackie, Brother Allen, all these older men I can talk to because they've been in the faith longer than me, okay? But when it comes down to instructions, I got to depend on the Lord. I got to depend on God giving me a word of wisdom. So God is warning us as a church. And see, we, we just a few a hand out out here but God's still here brother. I mean he's speaking to us and I'm going to tell you what it's going to be it's not going to be 
uh, uh, churches that are going to be thousands and thousands and thousands. I'm not saying there's not people saved in these churches. That's, don't get me wrong. But there won't be the instructions of holiness anymore. There won't be instructions that God says. We judge, then we don't destruction. Well, I'm judging this by what the word says. And that's a sign that the Bible warns us that would happen in the end time. Jesus warned us about it. Paul said, Take heed that no man deceive you. How do you deceive someone? A little bit of truth with a lot of lies. <laughs> Jesus said, A lot of people would come and say, In my name, in, in the last days, many shall come in my name saying, I am Christ, or saying, Jesus is the Christ. And they were going to use his name to deceive people with. See, they weren't going to preach his word. They were just going to use his name. And they were going to identify him as the Messiah. Even the Catholic Church says Jesus is the Messiah. Come on, a lot of religions say Jesus is the Messiah. But they're not preaching the Jesus of this book. <laughs> Come on, somebody. So the mama one warning for a great falling away, and I've seen it more than I've ever seen it, ever. I've been in the faith 30-some years. I'm going to tell you something. I have never seen lies like I'm seeing today. Pushing this off for, for men's philosophies. Adopting things that were plainly of Satan right into the church. And it's hard to hear that because it's happening. We as Christians, everyone in this church today, has to, you, you're responsible to listen to what you're hearing. Amen. You can deny me this morning. If I say something wrong, please tell me. But come show me in the word that I'm wrong. Okay, that's all I ask. I'll be honest with you. I've done it before. People had to correct me before I was wrong. Because the Bible said I was wrong. So I had to come back and judge my words by the scriptures. Come on, somebody. You you hear what I'm saying this morning? So as a preacher, God gave me a word the other day. I was in my dump truck. I was was driving. I I just don't want him to talk to me when he got a lot of traffic. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but it wasn't too bad. I was sitting in the park. And the, Lord, and the Lord spoke to me. He said, son, I want you to preach one way. And he said, you preach the blood. <laughs> I said, man, how many times I've heard that? But it never hit me like it hit me that day. Because it was so, so clear that, and he said, I've called you to go to Coda Homes. For the first time, really, in my heart, I knew God called me because he gave me a message. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't what I was thinking. It's like I was saying a while ago. Sometimes I'm hearing this. He says, I have called you. This, like I say a lot of times, this is not my church. This is God's church, man. This ain't about me. I'm the messenger. I'm not the message. (laughs) This church ain't going to work because I'm standing over here. Highly, I've got problems in my own life to try to, but you know what? The thing is, God has called me, and the message that he gave me, Brother Allen, was that you tell these people to believe me. How clear is that? And I, I started, I don't have no more left. I'm going to give them all. Those little promise books, because the reason why I did it, because people are struggling. And everything they're dealing with, it's just scripture after scripture. That's all that you have, one up there. Uh, you have one, event. and all it is is if you're dealing with depression, Sister Teresa has one, you go to depression, and it just gives you the scripture. Nobody's opinion, nobody's, uh, uh, you know, philosophy. It's just the word of God, back to back, verse to verse, and, it, and that's what it takes. It takes believing. Years ago, I was struggling with something, 
And I was hearing opinions about it from all kinds of people. The Lord said, son, go to Walmart, buy you a Bible. Don't, don't buy you one that has, and I'm not against, you know, expositories. That's not what I'm saying. But it's something God wanted to show. Get you a Bible and read it, and I'll speak to you. And I learned a lot of things from that. <laughs> I said, God, you said this. But somebody else, no, no, you said this. This opinion, no, you, God said this. He said, in the last days, there's going to be a great falling away. Right now, listen, today. Let's forget about the past, okay, seriously. Let's talk about now. You are responsible to take this word as from the Lord, and I believe it is. And Because I could rather preach something nice and sweet and make you feel comfortable. But we are preparing ourselves for the coming of the Lord. We're, listen, we're ready. We have to get ready today. Right now. Because as much as in me, I've, I've been feeling it, y'all. Seriously, I've been, I've been hearing from God. I told him about you the other night. When she got up and she was just in the doorway, I could tell God had spoke to my, my wife. And she saw the ten virgins. And I, I preached about it. I'm going to turn there in a minute. But there's a lot of oil missing from people's lamps. They want in the Lord, but they don't want what the Lord wants to give them. They don't want to live for God. They don't mind saying I'm a Christian. But they want to, they want to live in the world and in the church. See, they have enough of the world to have fun, and they have enough of the church to think they're going to make it when Jesus is going to come back. My Bible says, lukewarmness. If you're lukewarm, God ready you be cold or hot. He'll spew you or vomit you out of his mouth because you're lukewarm. The Bible says you can't eat at the Lord's table and the devil's table at the same time. You know what I'm saying? We're very clear where it talks about, it talks about you know, uh, 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 trying to serve God and serve Baal. And the New Testament gives it, you know, you can't, serve, you can't serve the Lord and serve Baal at the same time. That's what was happening with Elijah. When the people wanted God, but they wanted, the, they wanted the, the, uh, the, the sin of Baal worship. Be not conformed to this world, the Bible says. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is the good, acceptable, and perfect. Oh, Lord Jesus. Perfect will of God. Hallelujah. Wait a minute. You mean I got to change this? I just want enough God just to make it. Well, you're not going to make it. <laughs> you're either on the Lord's side or on the devil's side. You're either at the Lord's table or the devil's table. That's the number one reason why we don't have Christians today on fire and verbed in prayer and verbed in worship. And, because the preachers don't want to teach it anymore. The church has become a culture. <laughs> That's what it's become. It's become a culture thing now. We all go to church. We all sing the songs. We all, and we all go back home and eat our chicken dinner. And we all <laughs> come. It's the same routine week after week. You know what I want to hear from you? As you search the Lord, I want to say, Brother Linda, God showed me something. Oh, man, tell me. <laughs> I need your testimony, Blackie. What you said this morning. We need to be salt among each other. Come on, somebody. Iron sharpens iron. We're learning from each other. We're drawing from each other. We, that's what I'm talking about. When you come to church, listen, for a while, it would bother me. I, I mean, I sat, I listened to some good preaching, brother. I'm telling you, man, and I'm excited, man. And everybody gets up, and it's like no, nobody went to church at all. 
And and it's it's, it's getting worse and worse. It was happening to me. I said, what did the preacher preach? Oh, you know, the Bible, Matthew, maybe, you know, Revelation. (laughs) You know, you you don't have a precise perspective of what he was trying to teach you. How many of you went to church and you felt, I'm not not lying, I did. Didn't know what, didn't know what, even I, I remember hearing. Didn't know what God was trying to tell me. I was just sitting there, tapping my foot, you know, waiting. It's going to be too. I wonder if he's almost finished. Let me look at the clock. <laughs> Seriously. Right now, we need to be more hungry. More, more ready to hear than ever. Because today, you are hearing the God. I'm telling you, I believe it's from the Lord. Not because it's me. Because there's some things he's trying to show me and, I, and, and, and teach me. And I'm teaching it to you. Because we need to get ready. We need, I said, get ready, get ready. That's the song, get ready, get ready. He's coming. There's time and a time. I'm not going to keep you too long today, but I'm, I'm going to read. Uh, <laughs> no, I, but you know what? Uh, Brother Mike says, he used to tell me, he said, Lanny, after the first 15 minutes, you start knowing you start to lose them. <laughs> So you better you better punch him punch him while you got that fifty. <laughs> so 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 I'm gonna punch you while I, I got you. Hallelujah. All right. <laughs> All right. Let's go to. Uh, I want to go to Matthew chapter twenty-five, verse six. Uh, did I read Timothy? Oh, I'm sorry. Let me read first Timothy. Don't, you, you don't have to. Let me just read it. Chapter four. Uh, chapter three, verse five. No, well, for chapter 4, verse 1. I'm sorry. I don't know. I'm just preaching myself. <laughs> I don't know where I'm at anymore. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to tell you something funny. Listen, science is already proven. See, a, a woman, she uses a whole mind, whole brain. Seriously, to you. They said a little boy, when he's, when he's being developed in the mama... That, that, that vein or whatever, that nerve that connects the two parts of his brain gets damaged. <laughs> so that proves that they say we're brain dead. <laughs> I don't know if that's true or not, but I heard that. I said, well, so maybe that's why she can remember everything and I don't remember nothing. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, you see, you, you're not in the boat by yourself. Like, <laughs> All right. Chapter 4, verse 1. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly, saying, In the latter times some shall what? Depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Why would Jesus tell us the very first thing we got to look at is who's going to deceive us? See, Adam and Eve, when they came, God created Adam and Eve. Listen, it took a while before Satan can seduce them. Because Adam came straight from God. Adam was full of wisdom. I mean, knowledge. He was perfect. Then Eve comes around. Then they're both taught in the ways of the Lord. God walked with them in the coolness of the day. So the devil couldn't pop up and the first day God created Adam and Eve and say, uh, let me tell you some, another, another side of God. Or let me tell you something else. Or teach them some other doctrine. 
They knew better than that. They knew that God was the all creator. But slowly he started putting in their ears, you think God is all that you say that he is? He just don't want you to know. You could become like him. I'm sorry to say, and listen, I wish I didn't have to say this. I've heard preachers out of their own mouth, Bill Allen, say, they're little gods. They had one of them that was on TV the other day, and I was, I was on the Internet. And he said, Jesus said, I am. He said, I am too. I said, my goodness. He's saying he is God too. And you know what? And I go all the way back to Adam and Eve. And, and the devil told, told Adam and Eve the very same thing. God just don't want you to know. The day you eat of that tree, you can become like God. I don't think it was as much as the fruit as as much as was the, the, the desire to be like God. I am not God. I'm not even a little God. I'm hardly a little Christian. <laughs> but that was the main emphasis on deception. Satan came and he lied to Eve. That's the thing, the first lie that he told Adam and Eve. And when Jesus says, take heed that no man deceive you, he knew where it started. You understand what I'm saying? He knew where, where it all began with deception. It might have took a long time before he got Adam and Eve to fall. I don't think it happened six-day creation and when we rested and the next week it happened. I think it, it was a period of time. I think it took a lot of years before he could get them to where he could make them sin. But, you know, if they would have stopped and said, this is the devil. This is not God. See, anything, God, anything that the devil tells you is contrary. That's why I say you better know this book. Huh? You better know what it says because he's going to tell you things contrary to it. If it doesn't sound right, you ever had that problem listening to a preacher or anybody? That don't sound right. <laughs> you ever caught that in your, your spirit? That don't, sound, that don't sound right. And what happens is that they turn around and they use God's word to continue lie to people. My God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. And I heard preachers say, God is rich and he wants me to be rich too. That's not what it's saying. <laughs> so God will supply your needs according to his riches and glory. It means he will not let you do without. It don't mean he's going to make you rich like God. So you catch those things. You said he'd lose a little bit of truth to present, present deception. How do you know it's true? You know through this word. The spirit speaking in special. And a lot of times some shall depart from the faith giving heed to seducing spirits. And doctrines of devil. Seduction is one of the most evil sins in, in, in the church. Because if you've got people gullible enough that don't spend time in the Word, they don't stand time in prayer, and, and they just go to church for offenses. Oh, yeah, there we go. We got it back. Amen. The devil was trying to cut us off, black. <laughs> but no, he said, take heed that no man deceive you. And in the last days, that's going to be deception. I can go on with this, but I'm going to finish in about a few minutes, okay? Because I don't want to weigh you all out. Uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 5, okay? Yeah, right next door. Chapter 3, verse 5. What is the modern day Christian going to be like? Okay? I mean, when it ends here. Second Timothy chapter three verse five. Yeah, right next door to First Timothy. 
What's the matter? You okay, Cal? <laughs> All right. But he gives us this warning, okay? The kind of people that's going to be, and I just quoted a little while, but I want to get the last part of it. Well, they're going to be ungodly men. They're going to be selfish people. They're going to be discontent. They're going to be, I mean, that's the kind of, but you look at, you say, well, that's the world. The world's doing all that. No, no, no. Mm -mm. And I'm not saying you are, okay? Please don't, don't take it. It's, well, the thing about it is that it's, it's setting you up to prepare you to closer walk with God. You need to know these things. You need to know, am I doing this stuff? Get it right. Do I have things in sin in my life? Get it right. Get it right. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof, from such turn away. Now watch. These are the kind of people that don't want God correcting their lives. They go to church, brother. Let me tell you something. They'll look Christian. They'll, they'll, they'll dress like you. They, they might even listen to the same Christian album you're listening to. They might do all that stuff, but they, when it comes down to the power of the Holy Ghost, dealing with them, they don't want it. They don't want the God telling them they can't do things. They can't go there places. They can't listen to stuff or watch stuff. They don't want that. They want just enough God or Jesus so they can get into heaven. That's dangerous. Because you know what? If that's the way they are, they're not going. How do you know? Because the Bible says so. If you're prideful, jealous, hateful, if you got things in your life, that you don't want God to deal with, you're not going to heaven. I'm gonna read, I can read that again where it says, you know, the incontinent, where it says in uh, verse 3, it says, unloving, unforgiving. If you're not willing to forgive others, you're not going to heaven. Oh, uh oh. <laughs> now I'm meddling. <laughs> Come on, somebody. It says, slanderers, gossipers, backbiters. If you got more pleasure talking about somebody else and it brings joy to your heart, you ain't going to heaven. False accusers, liars. What else? True breakers. Disobedient to parents. Tail bearers. We need to all come to halt. It says if you're doing these things, you're just having a form of godliness, but that means you're denying the Holy Spirit to work in your heart, Amen. to change you. Don't want, to, don't want God. I only want enough God, lady. But lady, get to heaven when you're not going. I, I listen, you're, you're the judge. No, the Bible's the judge. It says that. If you have unforgiveness and bitterness. And, listen, one of the greatest testimonies I've heard and of, uh, in my Christian life of a testimony. I had a lady that uh, uh, her son got murdered. And... The one that murdered him went to prison. And God said, you go over there and tell him you forgive him. Watch. I'll never black his greatest testimony ever. This lady went into the prison, made, told that son, he preached the gospel, led him to Christ. The murder of her son. And constantly kept going back and preaching Jesus to him. Man, I said, Lord Jesus. What a testimony of forgiveness. Some, we, some of us, we won't forgive somebody to step on our toes. Or look at us cross-eyed. <laughs> Come on, seriously. I said, man, I, I would love. I hope I never have to be put in that position. But that's the kind of, you know, spirit I like to have. 
Okay. Now Matthew chapter 25. God is good. Amen? Amen. All the time. Yes, ma'am. It's going to be a great falling away, okay? Now, believe me. Verse 6, chapter 25. I want to start there. I can read the whole thing, but just for the sake of time. Hallelujah. I'm not even there yet. Hallelujah. Okay. Okay. Verse 6 of chapter 25. And like you sang that song about Beulah Land, but one song that came to my mind, A Midnight Cry. You remember that song? I mean, there was a cry made that Jesus is coming. Hallelujah. There's a warning today. And I can't speak for everybody else's church, but this church, okay? Jesus is coming. My Lord, listen to me. Jesus is coming. And he's coming soon. The scripture said, oh, they've been speaking that since our fathers fell asleep. You know? Well, we're just a little bit closer. <laughs> Do you know the apostles, if you studied, in the, especially the writings of Paul and all of them, Peter and them, they were waiting for him to come in their day. Even Jesus didn't know when he was coming. Jesus said, as you see me go into heaven, so shall I come in like manner. And he was going to sit his feet right where he took off. And that's the end of the tribulation period because the rapture had done happen. He's talking to the Jewish people. Matthew's daily dealing with the Jewish people. The references to the ten virgins are preparation for the coming of Christ. You know, before the rapture happens, he's warning us that we need to get ready. We need to fill them lamps up. You know, I just I had a vision. I said vision. Just something God was trying to show me. I could see the earth. You know, you saw the pictures of the earth, and and I could see little lights in different parts of the world. And Jesus said, "Many are called, but few are chosen." I I might be wrong. I, 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 and I, not means. Millions are going to heaven. Because straight is the gate and narrow is the way that leadeth unto righteousness. And few thereby go by it. For broad is the way that leadeth to destruction and many go thereby. There's two ways. There's a narrow way and there's a broad way. There's a narrow way and there's a broad way. I mean, the narrow way, let's just imagine for me, I'm walking on this line. This is this. This is the way we walk in, okay, like this, very cautiously, circumspectly, walking on that. But look, this, I can, move, I can spread my legs wide, seriously, between them chairs. I mean, just imagine for a minute, that's what we're looking at, because the gospel's way is one way. It's narrow. It's not what brother so-and-so preaches and sister so-and-so believes and such a prophet preaching this and all that stuff. It's not about what this denomination believes. or that. It's about Jesus. It's about Jesus saying, I am the way. The truth and the, the path that lead unto righteousness. Few there be. That, that way of Jesus is narrow. I'll tell you what. There's one preacher I heard. I'll, I'll tell you what. He's going, he's going on now. Uh, you know, Billy Grant. I'm going to mention his name. He was on interviewing on TV. And Billy Graham said, you know what? There's m- many ways to God. <laughs> 
He said, listen, it don't matter if you're Muslim, he said. It don't matter if you're Catholic. It don't matter if you're, you're uh, 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 just so you have a Christ-likeness. And, uh, and, and the guy interviewed him and said, that's right, man. God's mercy is wide. I said, Jesus said it's narrow. <laughs> and I heard him say that. I was listening. I listened. And, and if I wonder, I said, man, what's wrong with this guy? He's telling us there's a lot of ways to God. But Jesus said there's one way. Billy said the, the way is, God's mercy is wide. But God said it's narrow. I said, and I hope he made he repented of that before he died. I, I, I mean, I think he started off right. I really do. I, I, I listened to some of his early sermons. But he got off track somewhere. This uh, economical movement, they call it. This thing of accepting. I mean, I was watching the other, a while back, where they had the Pope had gathered all the world leaders, religious leaders together. They had fire worshipers. They had Buddhists. They had, they had Muslims. They had, they had everybody saying, we're all one. We're, 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 that's, the, that's the religion of the, end, the uh, tribulation period. That's the religion of the end times. Don't think that the devil's going to erase God from end time I mean, from the tribulation, he's not. He's going to use God in many ways. He needs religion. Come on now. So many billions of Catholics, so many billions of Muslims, so many billions of Protestants, so many billions of... Uh, listen, he needs religion. The devil needs religion. He's not going to vacate religion. He needs it. And he's going to use it to deceive the nations, brother Alan. We're living in that time. But today, us, us is, I don't know if that's even a word, but us is. <laughs> I learned my ways in Hennison, so we talk kind of fun. <laughs> All right. Okay. Verse 6 says, at midnight, a cry, was come, a cry was heard or made. Behold, the bridegroom is, is coming. Go out to meet him. Ain't that what I'm saying this morning? As a preacher, the bridegroom is coming. Go out to meet him. How do I go out? You get closer, Blackie. You grow closer. You draw closer to the light. You grow closer to the bridegroom. That's how you meet him. Till he comes back, you got to draw. What's that song, Elsie? Draw me, Lord. There are very few words in the song, but powerful. Draw me, Lord. Draw me, Lord. For I go, for I'll run after you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's what it is. Draw me, Lord. Oh, draw me, Lord. Oh, draw me, Lord. For I'll run after you. Listen, that's a message in there. That's all the song is about that I've heard in it. Draw me, Lord. Come near. I feel the presence of God, brother. Come near. Draw near. Come near. I want to sup with you. Come into my house. We'll dine together, the Bible says. I'll be your God and you'll be my people, says the Lord. Hallelujah. I don't make you shout, amen. I'll be your, your God and you'll be my people. Draw me, Lord. Draw me. Listen, if you've fallen from God and you feel like you're drifting away, today's the day. He's calling you, come. 
You don't have to draw. Listen, I've went back and forth so many times. It's, I feel like a yo-yo, amen. You know what I'm saying? In church. In church. You know? But now I feel such a strength in my faith. I've grown in that area, and I feel closer to God than I've ever been in my whole life. Right? I want to know him, man. I want to know, I want to know this God that I claim to serve. The power, the glory that he possesses. And he loves me. I can't, I can't fabricate that in my mind. How? Sometimes I don't love myself. <laughs> he loves me. Say, draw near to me, Lenny. Draw near to me, Pam and Chucky and Yvette, Mom, and Jan, and all of us. Draw near, draw near. My Lord, I feel the presence of God. I don't know about y'all, praise I'm almost finished. I don't know if I'll. <laughs> draw me. Come near, he says. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And he says, the foolish said to the wise, give us some of your oil for our lamps. Listen, that's your, that's your business if you don't want the Holy Ghost. That's your business if you don't want to be committed to God. When the time comes, I can't give what I got. I got to keep what I got. Listen, I've built my life in faith, and that's what I want to do. And I'm just talking about me, but you and all of us, you could be saying the same thing to me. I prepared myself for the coming of the Lord. I've gotten myself ready. My all is filled. I need every drop of it. Can't even give you a little bit of it. Man, I need that light to shine. I need that thing to have some power. I don't want it to run out. It might take a couple of days, but he's coming. I want that light to continue shining. But the lazy and those that said, oh, he's, that's years in the past. They've been saying that forever. Jesus is coming. You've been hearing that. Jesus is coming. Jesus. And, you know, we get kind of complacent. Instead of laying, I'm going I'm to live my life a little bit. At the end, I'll make it right. You know, when I see I'm going to die, I'm going to turn my life. To, oh, man, that's dangerous. Hallelujah, that's dangerous. And he says here, but the wise answer saying, no. All right, so let there not be enough for us and you. But go to those who sell and buy for yourselves. He ain't come yet. Maybe you'll have time. <laughs> come on. Come on. Jesus ain't come yet. Maybe we can still have time. Maybe we can still play the field a little bit. We can kind of, you know, kind of, you know, just kind of have a little fun here and there. Listen, you... <laughs> that's how the human mind thinks. Especially the religious mind. Especially the church-minded people. And I'm not judging. Listen, I'm talking about myself, okay? I'm, a, I'm just giving you a word from the Lord. There are good people that go to church. I know them. Man, I, I want to be around them every day. I could feel the presence of God. And I want to be around people like that. But when people come to me, yeah, you know, start making excuses, you know. We can drink a little bit. It's all right to have this and do this and such and such. You are the temple of the Lord. Amen. The Bible says... You that defile that temple, God will judge. You know what I'm saying? Be not unequally yoked together with an unbeliever. Come on, somebody. How could light have fellowship with darkness? How could Christ have fellowship with Baal or the devil? For you are the temple of God. You're responsible for this temple. You're responsible for where the Holy Spirit lives. We have to find out if our temple is clean or not. 
You know? You know, I, I'm not an advocate of people that smoke. I think it's wrong. I think they're destroying their body. I think they're sinning against their own body. Drink, same thing. But you know what bothers me more? When I can see a bitter Christian. An unforgiving. Unmerciful. Won't find space in their heart to forgive someone. That, that is dangerous. Jesus said it like that. If you don't forgive men their trespasses, neither will my Father in heaven forgive your trespasses. We're so focused on what's going on out, you know, out, internally and not internally. We're finding people and not people that go to church that just can't get along. They can't love one another. They can't share the love of Christ with each other. They can't encourage one another. That's what we're there for to do to one another. We're there to build the body. We're there to help the body. We're not there to tear it down. That bothers me more than anything. More than, more than the cigarettes and the drinking. And I, believe me, I don't advocate that. I believe that's sinning against your own body. But I'm just telling you right now, that bothers me more than those things. Okay? Because something inside of you, I know some Christians that are struggling with cigarettes. They love the Lord. They're going to get it one day. Listen to me. But they, if, they, if they, those that refuse to forgive one another... It's more in danger than, than they are. I know some people that love the Lord. Like I said, they have problems with this stuff. And we keep praying for them. I believe they're going to make it. You know what I'm saying? Jesus said, not what goes in the body that defiles the, the temple. It's what comes out. <laughs> I'm preaching, man. You see me shout out here, hallelujah, out or something. <laughs> what comes out the mouth? <laughs> Pride and arrogance and selfishness and unforgiveness and bitterness. Oh, Lord, I'm preaching another sermon. <laughs> but let me finish with this, and I'm almost finished. He says, verse 9, The wife answered, said, Not so. Let there not be enough for us and for you, but go rather to those who sell and buy for yourself. And while they went. My oh, Lord, now, listen, do you ever stop to listen to the Bible? Not read it, but listen to it. While they left, they were going to try to buy that oil. They should have had it bought already. They should have been ready. The bridegroom came. Oh, Lord. I'm going to preach myself in the conviction. <laughs> Lord Jesus, think about it. While they left. He came. Where was it? <laughs> Ten. And while he went to buy, the bridegroom came. And those who were ready, 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 went in to the wedding. And the door stayed open. The door was shut. Noah was preaching till that, as long as that door of the ark was open. But when he got in, God shut that door. <laughs> you know who's the door shutter? God is. Jesus is. The one that shuts the door, I ain't going to shut the door. I'm going to preach till, as long as I got breath. As long as I can get somebody to come to church and go and get saved. I'm going to preach. But when the door is shut, don't blame me. Some people said, when they, some people claimed if they, they, someone saw the ark, they saw the door and they found some scratches on that door. And people wanted to come in. No, no doubt tried to open it with all of his strength. God said, no. 
Think about that. Noah preached. He was a preacher of righteousness. Our flood is coming. Are you nut? <laughs> How are you going to float that boat on the dew? <laughs> Probably never saw rain. Some people think they never rained on the earth. It just the, the, the earth was with, watered with the dew. A flood? And, but it, he said, it's coming. Noah just kept nailing. He kept building. He kept constructing that ark. And built and never stopped. Never stop, never stop. My Lord, I've, I feel the presence. You better never stop building, hallelujah, your ark. You better never stop. You better get ready, praise God. The flood is coming upon this earth. It's going to be a flood that you ain't never saw, praise God. The Bible said the time of the tribulation is going to be like a never, never ever happened on your trouble that you never saw. This earth has saw some bad things, I'm telling you what, but it's going to be ten times worse than that. Oh, it's going to be like you never saw. He says, prepare yourself. Be ready. And went in. Those were ready. The wedding. And the door was shut. And after, after where the other virgins came, saying, Lord, open to us. Open to us. I don't want to be on the other side of that door. I want to be in the door. I want to be in the ark. I don't want to be on the other side. I want to be in the ark. Ray, I want to be in the ark. When the flood comes, I want to be in the ark. I want to be with Jesus. He said, come thou. You know where he has to be to say come? He has to be in the ark. God was in the ark with Noah. He said, come thou into the ark. Bring your wife and your sons and their wives. Come. I'm in here. I'm not out there. I'm, out. I'm in the ark. He said, come. The door was shut. But he answered and said, surely I say unto you, I do not know you. <laughs> Close your Bible a minute. I didn't even read half of what I was going. <laughs> Hallelujah. How many believe that you're ready? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. To be ready is to be ready in spirit and mind. It's to know. I'm going to tell you right now, I know what the Lord's put in my heart. I'm not optimistic about this world at all. I really don't see righteousness prevailing anymore. Unless I'm wrong, I don't see a mass revival taking place that thousands have come to the Lord. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. People prophet that, and they might be right. I'm not, I could be wrong. I, I, I have no... I, I, anytime I see destruction, like in the days of Noah, there was nobody saved but Noah and his family. But he preached, Blackie. Noah tried. Noah reached out to them. But very, just eight people were saved. Isn't that kind of where we're at today? We're looking for this mass revival. Like God's going to send a big revival. And millions will get saved. Then the Jesus will come back. After man has made everything perfect. One doctrine. What is it? A kingdom theology theory. Where they say that God, Christians are going to take over the earth. And then Jesus is going to come back. So we're going to decide when Jesus will come back. That's stupid. How dumb. We can decide what we're going to get up in the morning sometime. Seriously. How? how? No. It's going to be when, when the world's going to be falling apart, when the troubles are going to try. That's going to bring the Antichrist. He's going to come so see, fix all of those problems, you see? Yeah. So he's, going to, he's going to cause peace where there was never peace. I'm talking about the Antichrist, false peace. When they're going to cry, uh, 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 peace and safety. Then comes southern destruction. That's what the Bible says. 
So the world, the church, I'm talking about the religious church, I'm not talking about the true church. I'm talking about the system. It's not expecting it. I tell you, we've gotten off the rapture train a long time ago in America, in the church. Oh, you got them prophets. Some of the prophets are prophesying. And you got to watch. Some of them, Jehovah's Witnesses, they don't know God from a hole in the ground. They're just teaching a false doctrine. They've been prophesying Jesus was coming back since 1914. They gave, and he never showed up. <laughs> I said, this is, Jesus, the, the Old Testament prophet said, if a prophet prophesied something and he come to pass, you know he's a true prophet. But they've been prophesying the coming of Christ since over 100 years. And he gave dates, too. They said he was coming back and such and such and such and such and such. And such. Never came. So when they knock at your door, say, you're a false prophet. Please leave. Because you, you, you're not of God. That's kind of hard, isn't it? Can't we love them? Sure. Love them right out the door. I love you. I'm praying for your salvation. Go home. If you want, to, want, want Jesus, I'll pray with you. They, they don't come to my house anymore. <laughs> I, they, they, they put a, uh, last time they come, I preached to them. And they, I think they marked me. I said, don't go to that house. He's a, he's a preacher. <laughs> yeah. Let's stand up, praise God. One question, and I can't answer it for you, okay? Seriously, I can't. I can't answer it for you. Is your lamp full this morning? Please. I'm not calling nobody out. You'd have to call me out, maybe. I'm talking personally for each one of us, okay? You don't have to come up here. You don't have to. You know already where you're at, okay? And my question is, is your lamp full? Is you, are you ready to meet the bridegroom when he comes? If you're not, start today. Come on, some people. Start today. We're, he's coming. Everything he said in this book, he has prophesied not one thing he said. You know what the... the, the the percentage of a prophecy coming to pass, they numbered it. It's so slim, it's unreal. Amen. When a man says something and it coming to pass. But Jesus prophesied everything in this book and it's here now. <laughs> even, watch, even to where he was born. <laughs> but he had no effect. Come on, seriously. I think of Zechariah. When he prophesied about when he comes back, they can say, what are these wounds in his hands? He said, I got them in the house of my friend. Jesus wasn't even born yet. <laughs> Every prophecy about Jesus has come to pass, and everything he said come to pass. Astro, what is his name? Astrodomus or Astrodomus, whatever. You know where he gets his prophecies from the Bible. If he prophesies something, he, he takes it out of the Bible, and they call him a prophet. He was using the Bible, but he wasn't a Christian. Now people do that all the time. But Jesus spoke of things. Listen, Matthew 24, Luke 21, all these chapters. Go read them. There'll be earthquakes in diverse places, famine and pestilence. There'll be signs in the heavens. Right now, they, they, they're predicting a, a asteroids coming toward the earth for years. But there's a lot of things happening. The, 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 the universe is changing. It's, it's, it's producing things that we never saw before. The blood moon, so say. Now, I don't know how much is that profit, but there's a lot of things in the, in the, in that's happening. I mean, earthquakes in diverse places. It means diverse places or places that never happened. Do you know we have a, a, a fault right under the Mississippi River? Nobody talks about it. There's a, there's a, there's a, there's a fault. Of, uh, uh, like like the uh, San Angelo's fault, all them faults. 
that's lava flowing under the ground and carving in uh, uh, under the rocks. I know I do, you know, sell sand. There's certain parts of, uh, of Lafayette Parish or, or even St. Landry, St. Martinville, St. Martin Parish, where there's a deposit of sand and, and, and you can't go get in nowhere else. It was put there. But at one time, the river, or maybe at one time, flowed in that direction, or the flood dumped it there. But it's a lot of things you see, and I, how could you learn anything by being a dirt dealer? <laughs> how could you care? I see it. I said, why they got sand over here? They could sell it, and then, you know, down the road, they ain't got none. I said, something dumped it there <laughs> at one time. They find clams on the highest mountain. I, I never saw a clam climb a mountain. You ever saw that? Clams that come, there was a flood. The, the, the earth was flooded in the water. Never saw a clam climb a mountain, but they have them. They found them all petrified, everything. Clams from the ocean. But it proves the Bible is right. There was a flood, and it's coming another one. But it won't be a physical flood. Come on, somebody. There's going to be a flood of trials and tribulations and tri uh, that you've never saw on this planet. This earth is going to be like a, like a woman travailing in birth, waiting to give birth. I watched my wife give birth. I'd do anything for her, but I don't know if I'd do that. <laughs> oh, agony. But when the baby's born, you forget the pain. When the baby's going to be born, Yvette, when the birth's going to happen, Jesus is going to be on the other side. And you won't forget the, you'll forget the anguish and the suffering because it's going to be so wonderful. <laughs> it's going to be so wonderful with Jesus, hallelujah, leading and taking care of us for eternity, praise God. Forever and ever and ever. Never to see death, never to see sickness, never to see cancer, never to see disease, never to see suffering ever, ever again. No light bills, Chucky. <laughs> no car notes. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> Oh, Lenny, that's a dream, Lenny. Leave me dreaming because it's going to happen, brother. You can bank on it. It's going to happen. The Bible says he's coming back. And he's going to establish his kingdom on this earth. Go ahead and read the book of Daniel when Nebuchadnezzar had to set that kingdom of ten toes. It's going to be smashing that kingdom. That rock that's going to smash is going to be Jesus. Amen. And, and, and his kingdom is going to reign forever and ever and ever. Hallelujah. Thank God. Thank God. Amen. Woo. Lord, we thank you, Lord God. Thank you for this morning. Lord, we thank you for your love and your mercy and for your grace. Lord, give us a preparing heart. Give us a hunger and a desire to be close to you, Lord Jesus. Help us, Lord God, to see your way and to draw close to you. And we thank you and praise you. I pray for every soul in this church today. For those that listen by the internet, Lord God. God, I pray right now for the Holy Ghost to go out to prepare, God, our hearts, in the name of Jesus, amen, hallelujah.